0: Love what you hear? Be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, and even our d d adventure.
1: This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over.
0: Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And as always, we're going to start today's episode off with some recent events. And I think this is the best news that we have gotten pretty much all year about MCC and Halo Reach and PC. And it's the fact that December 3rd, it will be available. Halo Reach, that is, will be available on PC and Xbox One as well. And Steam. And Steam. Isn't it the whole game on Steam? I believe so,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I believe you can buy piecemeal it. I think it's 10 bucks for Reach by itself, or you get the whole package for $40. Mm-hmm. And why not do it for 40 Yeah, why not? Cause it, it was trending as the number one game purchased on Steam.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. Because I remember before they announced it uh, a few days ago or a week or so now, they said there were some rumors flying around like, oh, it's going to be released for Xbox One at this time, and then December 3rd will be PC, but mm-hmm. they dropped it all at once, saying it's all going to come out then, so very, very soon. And it makes sense. It's the classic way of doing it,
0: mm-hmm. of doing a game drop, because it's not pay-to-play, mm-hmm. like with Call of Duty content or you know what's happening right now with a lot of those games, so it kind of boils down to, we're releasing on the same day, so you guys can all have fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and... We're seeing a lot more nuanced graphics, 4K, 60 FPS, along uh, with Crazy Forge. Yeah, yeah, the crazy ass things going on in Forge. And I know we had talked about whether or not some of those vehicles were playable, but I've seen videos pop up and of people driving around some of the vehicles, like the Saber. Granted, this could be, you know, some, some somebody modding it, but at the end of the day, I think it's yeah, more than likely. Either way, even if it came to that, I mean, mm-hmm, that's really true. one of the big reasons they're coming to PC. They're getting
0: that whole market they never tapped into except for, you know, attempting it with uh, CE and 2 mm-hmm. and, you know, getting a, a new wave of kids and adults who are coming back to it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I know we've been seeing even some people talking in our Discord lately about how they're excited to see all this happening as they're starting to get back in Halo. So it's really cool to see. I think this is starting a new era for Halo, and, and I'm I, excited for that.
0: It, and it's great because— This is, it'll be roughly, it'll be a little bit over, excuse me, a little bit under a year until we're going to see Infinite. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just a nice holiday teaser. You get something to play with your friends, because I know a lot of people didn't get an Xbox One.
1: Mm -hmm. Or
0: maybe we're holding out to get a Scarlet
2: at this point, or we're a PlayStation person. Now you can play Halo with your friends again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see all kind of the crazy things that are gonna come from even like Forge. Especially on a PC where mm-hmm. you don't need a controller to manipulate it, you can mm-hmm. actually use a mouse and keyboard
0: which is, you know, what you should have had in the beginning to be able to place things like that, manipulate easy, so it'll be cool. We're I think we're gonna see plenty of new content as well as plenty of remakes, mm-hmm. you know, for like Fat Kid and Jenga, but like done 10 times
2: as big. I'm I'm going to predict this now. I think Machinima is truly going to maybe make a comeback with this. Because, you know, it's kind of died off in the past few years. I think with these, you know, as we said, uh, 4K graphics, like, it's going to come back better than ever. Yes. That's my prediction. Something
0: of this point, or it's a new wave of it. Mm-hmm. It's a red, red versus blue, like, V2 of kids jumping in or, you know, other people jumping in. Mm-hmm. And be able to record right to a PC instead of having to you know, do an output card
2: to try and get it to here, to do this. And so it'll be
0: a whole new thing.
2: Yeah. So whether or not you're going to go the $10 package or the $40 package, let us know. Tell us why. You can tell us on Discord or message us on Instagram or Facebook. But with that being said, let's move on to the meat and potatoes of today. We are going to be covering... Halo Helljumper, and I'm very surprised to see how little people know about this comic. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a five-part series mm-hmm. following the tale of two of our most beloveds. Dutch and Romeo. There you go. Dutch and Romeo from Alpha 9, but this was this is a kind of a pre, not kind of, this is a pre-Halo 3 ODST comic to kind of tease you with a little bit of insight into two characters that you will be playing later on that that year if you, you know started reading this when it came out.
0: Yeah, and, and as you get into it and you hear some of the inner monologue of the characters and just some of what they do, it really gives the audience a way to experience and understand who and what ODSTs really are. Because mm-hmm. up to this point, you had some of the books that had it. You had the games that would show you what you know ODSTs did. You would, mm-hmm. you would drop in with them, but it never really gave you a look
2: into who they were mm-hmm. yeah so now we're start we're starting that as we get into a halo 3 odst yeah so halo hell jumper is a five-part comic book series published by marvel comics this saga would tell the story of dutch and romeo and their mission on the world ariel it was written by peter david and illustrated by eric wynn so let's learn a little bit more about the pair who worked on this comic precisely so we'll start with
0: peter david Peter is an American writer working in a multitude of mediums, including movies, comics, audio programs, and video games. Over the years, David has written over 50 published novels, along with countless comic book issues, with titles including Spider-Man, Aquaman, Supergirl, Young Justice, Incredible Hulk, X-Factor, and Star Trek. Peter has gone on to win awards such as the Hodder Award, Best Comic Script, UK Comic Art Award, and Favorite International Writer. To give a little background about David, you know, we're going back to his roots. Mm-hmm. David was born September twenty third, nineteen fifty two, and by the age of five, was already interested in comics. Later on, as a young child, he would come across some of his father's reviews of movies and look to become a reporter. Later in the seventies, though, his love for comics would rekindle. Makes sense. Your dad mm-hmm. does something, you're like, oh, that's the one thing I know. I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's pretty cool, and I like that he's like getting back to it yeah and whenever he kind of found that drive for writing he truly took off when he met stephen king and after telling him he too wanted to become a writer king signed his book and left good luck with your writing career next to the signature peter has since always put that in every book he has signed when a fan tells him the same thing which i think is awesome it's incredible to hear that yeah because even if you know like you probably like with stephen king probably saw book after script after movie
2: after whatever Mm -hmm. of like people handing it to him but those little words just make it, like, good luck. Yeah, like, whether or not it's it's disingenuous or not, it's the fact that he took the time to write down, good luck with your writing career. Something like that, though, we can see can change someone's life. Because yeah. he's essentially like, I want to do this. Stephen King said, good luck, let's do this. Yeah, and, and that
0: might even be, like, the little push you need. And so he, he took that on him. You know, he, he brought that that Stephen King signature with him, and he went to graduate from New York University with a Bachelor's of Art in
2: Journalism. And begin his widely successful career starting with that journalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started with journalism. And then after about, I'd say, less than a decade, he started doing more comic book writing. Uh, he would do novels. He's even written scripts for TV shows and everything. Like, he he's done it all. And that's the thing. When you get, like, you know,
0: get your chops wet with, like, journalism and having to quick mm-hmm. write and write stories up and, and kind of follow those formulas, you can kind of take that over into creative writing and write stuff like Helljumper.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a quick little summary of Eric Wynn. Eric is a comic book writer and an artist based out of Sacramento, California. He is best known for co-creating Strange Girl and Gigantic, along with working on art for Batman, Helljumper, Infamous, Eternals, and X-Men First Class. So now let's move on to writing the comic itself. When David was first approached about writing the comic, he only knew the basics about the Halo universe, so he would instantly go to play all of the games, read all the novels, and something that's interesting is he also read all the strategy guides. Instead of reading all the comics or anything else, he read strategy guides. Interesting. So I I think maybe that could lend to how he wrote some of the combat or how some of the enemies act. Who knows? I mean, that makes sense because we get, at one point, a patrolling elite. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one
0: thing that we definitely see in the game and that I'm assuming is right through the strategy guide of kind of saying that, you know, they follow a path when they're not mm-hmm. engaged yet.
2: Yeah, it does talk about this elite, you know, spoiler alert later on, they're spying on this elite and he says he only walks this certain distance the same amount of times. Mm-hmm. So he he doesn't go any farther than this point. That being said, when David was about to begin writing the story, he was given a brief summary of the story that he would have to expand it upon. He, I think he called it like a seed story mm-hmm. so basically Bungie or Microsoft said here's the core of it now th- you know expand upon it throw everything you want in there that's going to make sense
0: sprout it out like yeah. a seed
2: yeah and so he would send you know he would send his outlines a script outline and then Marvel and Microsoft would kind of send it back and forth to each other before they finalize on everything So David will also state that Microsoft did a quote-unquote bang-up job of keeping all of his ideas in line with the established lore. He would also state that the comic would only give some insights into the upcoming Halo 3 Recon and no other stories or titles. Because you have to remember, and we'll talk about this in our next episode, at the time of him writing this, Halo 3 ODST was called Halo 3 Recon. Mm -hmm. So that's what he was telling everyone. The story was roughly written in the same time also as the upcoming comic spartan black comic series which we will be covering here soon which eventually was renamed to halo bloodline Mm -hmm.
0: and so to start us off let's get into the characters of the comic that we're going to see starting off with major sergeant frost corporal taylor h dutch miles lieutenant corporal kojo romeo Agu, brimley campbell charles fielding gretchen katola higgins jambo kelly Jambo. Jesus. Good old Jambo. (laughs) Good old Jambo's on there. Kelly Michaels, The Knowing, An Unidentified Prophet, Langston, and a a cheeky little panel of our boy John
2: here. Yeah, a little little quick little cameo
0: of a a young John. Uh, One of my favorite panels, as you guys may have read or seen, and uh, we'll get there.
2: Yeah. So now let's move on to the official summary of the comic. So it starts, you know, on, on the back of the comic, it has this in quotes hell jumpers the very name strikes fear in the hearts of even the most ruthless covenant warriors the orbital drop shock troopers of the 105th division are the meanest scariest most battle-hardened soldiers the unsc forces have to offer no retreat no surrender the hell jumpers get every job done every time Ura. but when the hell jumpers respond to an sos call from a remote science colony aerial they stumble upon something that catches them off guard The colony deserted, seemingly abandoned by every man, woman, and child who ever lived there. The lone corpse of the planet's surface, a communications officer, appears to have died of fright. The discovery of a large, Covenant military presence raises more questions than it answers. And when two Helljumpers get cut off from the rest of their squad, they'll have to battle through impossible odds to make it home. Can the Marines uncover the mysteries of Ariel? And if so, can they make it off-planet to tell the tale? If not... There'll be hell to pay. I love that. That's like a
0: start of a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, what will these two do? Turn to page 297.
2: <laughs> if you picked, they shot the grunt in the fucking head. Yes, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. And so when you open it up and this is something I like that they did is they give you a general summary of everything that's happened in the Halo universe to this point.
0: Yeah. And, and they do it uh, for each issue. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of nice because this this first one we're going to read here is the synopsis of kind of what's happened thus far in the Halo universe, Mm -hmm. and the ones further will touch a tad bit on that, but then kind of recounter or I guess retell the other the past stories. Mm -hmm.
2: So yeah, once it goes to that, it moves to the panels where a narrative takes place in the background, which I've noticed is is a theme for all of these. There's always that narr like that main character is always narrating for all the Halo comics. Yeah. it's a great way to start and introduce characters because it's mm-hmm. an inner monologue happening
0: with we don't know who yet. Yeah. So which which I really like because mm-hmm. I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, you know, we're going to get into an ODST because we're just kind of getting their their voice. Mm-hmm. And it does like one of those really interesting kind of flashback things. So basically it starts off with several panels of the drop pods mm-hmm.
2: coming down onto this planet where we have our character he's talking he's talking about how you know even though we're all together we're really alone Mm -hmm. and and just this first issue does jump around a lot back and forth which is interesting but yeah so it shows dozens of drop pods make their way towards the planet ariel responding to that sos signal we just talked about and they the whoever is kind of given their inner monologue you know talks about has two archaeological sites and the narrator asks himself, like, how did this all begin? And I love – it's almost like, uh, nope, not that far. you got to go farther because the panel switches to two ODST fighting. And he's like, nope, not there. Nope, a little further back. A little further back. Go back. Go back. Ah, there it went. And he's like – and now we see the panel of these two – or like a bunch of civilians running around getting attacked by mm-hmm. something. We, we all know what it is. It's a covenant, but – it's, you know, they're, they're all getting attacked by something. And it's not until we get past this page and
0: our character we're following is this woman who's kind of running through past what could be plasma
2: blast, could not be. I think they kind of kept that mm-hmm. kind of up in the air because it's just kind of these orange streaks. I, I think they really tried to tailor this for anyone who has never read a Halo comic book or played a game or anything like that. Yeah. And and at this time we're still fighting separatists. Mm-hmm. So that's another big thing too
0: is like don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we get her into this building where she goes up to our corpse that we meet, uh good old Charles. Yeah. Oh Charles. And so Charles seems to have died from fright, died from a heart attack. You know, they kind of bounce it back and forth in the comic. And she starts to mayday mm-hmm. and tries to be like, hey, anyone out there, I don't know what I'm doing, but We're under attack. I don't know, you know, who's here or what. And we then see, and I think it's just a really cool elite
2: I think it's a stealth elite.
0: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a stealth elite. Come out of invisibility, but, like, it's grandiose. It's huge, kind of like you want your elites to be. Mm -hmm. It's a
2: really cool panel. And so she kind of stops and is like, huh, and, like, cuts off that help. Even just the arm coming out in that panel, it looks so menacing because you just see the outline of the elite, and then the arm is fully colorized, like— it's a beautiful, like, just that right there is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful scene. Of agony. Of agony. Of agony, if you think about it.
0: But, but it's great. The colorist on this did some kick-ass work. Mm-hmm. Like, I super have to applaud that. I mean, we've seen a lot of really good coloring throughout Halo Comics. Mm-hmm. And obviously, on some of our last ones, we just had a bunch of different artists working together on different stories. It was kind of scattered and kind of had their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's pretty uniform, and it's done very well. Mm mm-hmm. that's, that's not even like a good way to say it. it's, it's done. In, it's very stylized to be grounded
2: and down to earth and very more human looking, I would say, mm-hmm. and much yeah. more like to what our eyes would see. Yeah, well, even in this next one, it's almost like monotone colors be- because the narrative now has switched to those ODST that we saw for that one page where it's like, nope, not here. And they're debating about the legitimacy of Spartans, whether or not even their myth or, you know, uh, it's Romeo who's saying, you know, they're, you know, they're just a bunch of guys in suits. Like if we got in the suits, we would be fine, too. But this other ODST that he's arguing with actually says, no, I had a friend who actually encountered one of these guys years ago when he was just a kid.
0: Yeah, they're saying like 25 years ago. Yeah, you know, they ran into him and, you know, all of them ended up dead because the, the first ODST that we see, he's kind of just like, no, I think I think they're real. And we have another guy come in and says, no, they are real. And it's not just their armor. Like they can fight without it.
2: Yeah. And he he tells a story of what happens. And in that panel that he's telling it, that's where we see that little cameo shot of chief. Who looks, you know, jacked but still small compared to That's all? Twelve. These. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, twelve or thirteen or however much, and he's still fucking up all these uh, ODSTs. Who I love, they all have mohawks. I just love they're they're bald or have mohawks. Oh yeah, like no well, in between. And,
0: th- and this is the callback uh, for those of you who haven't listened or read um, what we've talked about before with the fall of Reach, mm-hmm. and this is where we see in that panel when we have John training in in the weight room, Mm -hmm. and we don't know if it was, like, a Mendez setup or not, but, like, three, four total of, like, these badass, huge ODSTs come in and kind of just challenge them and give them shit for, like,
2: being there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, let's take it to the ring. And they fight in there, and he kills all of them. Yeah, and I don't think we learn at the time. I think this comic... I could be wrong, confirms that all four did die. I think die. we knew one or two died, mm-hmm. but now it's confirmed that all four died. Yeah, and so the, the guy's saying, you know, well, you know, th- this is legit. I had a friend who died who came in contact with one as a kid, and that's when Romeo kind of says, you know, Romeo kind of says, well, he should have been a better fighter or something along those lines. He's She's, like, 12? Yeah. He
0: lost a 12-year-old?
2: Yeah, and so then a fight ensues because that guy's pissed because – Romeo's laughing about his friend. But then, all of a sudden, a- as shit's kind of going sour for Romeo, we see Dutch step in, which, but, the, but all these ODSTs are huge and jacked. And so, before you're like, these are some pretty big guys, but then they show, so when Dutch comes in to break up the fight, he's just like an absolute tank he's like if you took the hulk and just shrunk him a little bit he he, he's it's a something i see going around is white hulk on endgame they took (laughs) yeah they they took the the hulk from endgame and just put a white skin tone on him so he he, kind of looks like white hulk so he comes in to break up the fight and that that inner monologue is going on still and romeo talks about how like you know no matter what he's got my back and i think they even discuss like he won't. E- he won't call me Romeo. He just calls me Rome's. Yeah, and and even going back a little bit, we we see another in a monologue
0: from Romeo talking about how, as specifically in ODST and as a Marine, you don't apologize because mm-hmm. he's like, I should have apologized for that, but that is bringing into question your thought, and mm-hmm. as ODST, you have to go with your gut and continue with your thoughts. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting. We get that more of just into the mind of the ODST troopers that we have and kind of how they function.
2: Yeah. During this fight, we are seeing that Romeo is the narrator of this story. So everything's told from his perspective. Yeah.
0: So we get that from our, our last panels that we were kind of talking about from the shock troopers dropping into planet side mm-hmm. to this kind of flashback. And one thing we're going to see in this panel with Dutch that is definitely a reoccurrence through it, and they make sure that it's kind of like you see, like, their buddy-buddy friendship, mm-hmm. is as Dutch is, like, manhandling the guy that was beating up Romeo, behind him a guy approaches with a bottle, and Dutch really isn't, like, checking his six or his corners or anything for it. Mm-hmm. And in the panel right after, you see the bottle explode, and it's Romeo who shot the bottle, which mm-hmm. is something we'll see recurring from yeah. now, which is which is a really cool
2: kind of, like, showing that friendship panel. Mm-hmm. He is doing that with a magnum, though, and not a silenced pistol, so... <laughs> Still we <gotta> Inconsistencies <laughs> but Yeah no so it, it it does Show like that kind of friendship But then the the sergeant Major comes in and, and breaks up the Fight and mm-hmm. says you know go to your quarters Go to timeout until further notice Yeah cause she's like you do know we're fighting aliens Right mm-hmm.
0: like does that look like an alien to you <laughs> And then they're like Well his face is all caved in so I can't
2: really Tell yeah kind of being smart ass And then she gets in their face it's like nope Nope okay I was lying Sorry. Yeah. So she confines them the quarters until further notice, and then we go back to the surface of Ariel because this is kind of the point where it's jumping around, and all the ODST then land on the surface, and this is the point where he starts talking about Gretchen, right? Coming up. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, because because we're gonna we're gonna hear who Gretchen is and and kind of what Gretch has to do with this.
0: Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go back to this panel because this is the first kind of badass, fully armored ODST panel we get. Besides the cover, so the first mm-hmm. one we're seeing in the story mm-hmm. and it's Romeo just out there, boom, just right there, looking cool, looking a cover of a sweet madden twenty twenty two
2: yeah, I mean that is a cool shot for sure, yeah, but yeah, so so once once they're on the surface and we see that Dutch and Romeo have this kind of quick discussion, Romeo's like, "Oh, when did it start?" And he says, "When he met her, that's when, and this is where we are introduced to Gretchen. And Romeo talks about how she's just kind of this badass odst. You, we see the shot of all three of them, and she just looks like she's gung ho, taking no shit. Oh, they, they breaking even... cat breaking necks, snapping checks, whatever that <laughs> phrase <laughs> <Yep>. is. <laughs> all right, so hashtag breaking necks. Che- what? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Well,
0: any anyone play that back? Give me a hashtag for it. Throw in the Discord because that is our new phrase. Yeah, um, yeah, I love this panel. It's it's. That's what I love is they put a lot a lot bigger splash panels in this, and you see, like, they even say, like, there's times where she's just laughing through combat because she's just so giddy mm-hmm. about murder. Kind of psychopathic, yeah. but you know what? You do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But then in the next panel we learn she was a little too gung-ho, and during a fight with the separatists, she, she stepped on an IED and blew off her left leg. Yeah, so it kind of got morbid quick. Yeah, and, and this is... Kind of a tie-in that we're going to see that really matters about the end of the story, mm-hmm. Um and that's when we
2: turn the page. We then learn that Dutch and her are an item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're romantically involved, and they're kind—they're of, doing uh, the twenty-five fifty-two equivalent of FaceTime, which could still be <laughs> FaceTime. For all I know, <laughs> yes or no, he's reading a message. No, he's reading from a her. message. Okay, I lied. They don't have Facebook, or they, not Facebook. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have. Uh, Jesse, the a old man Time by <laughs> then,
0: but yeah, no. So it's a, it's a video message. She is. Yeah. She has two minutes to send a transmission mm-hmm. yeah. because they're basically restricting planet side transmissions from where she is mm-hmm. to only be two minutes, so people can't track it, and obviously, so security precautions. Mm-hmm. And she basically sent this like really heartfelt "I love you." I know you don't want to do this, and I'm not forcing you to do it. But there's a planet side job for you here if you want it. Yeah, so you it's can like a be a teaching with me. job, right? It'd be like a teaching job at the academy, basically. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You, you. I know you, and I know you're not going to take it. But just so you know, it is there if need be." Mm-hmm. And so the transmission cuts off with "I love it" and ends right there. Yeah, and it's a pretty heartfelt moment until mm-hmm. it is shattered and romeo comes in and he's like hey dutch we're shipping out they need all
2: of us they just can't live without us yep so let's let's do it let's go because of course it's it's playing off like odst or crazier, uh, crazy as hell and they love action so then now i, I think this is kind of one of the last times it does jump around because then now we're back on ariel and we see the the odst squad making their way up to a building Mm-hmm. And they, they're trying to figure out, you know, where the hell is everyone? What's going on? So they kick down this door to go investigate. With, with might I say, one
0: of the worst ways to do it, but somehow that boot just shatters whatever this
2: door is made out of. Glass. Well, I guess. And metal, too. Either way, read the comic and tell us what you think this is made out of. That's a good kick.
0: Also love the sand kick up. Good attention to details for those. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so so they kick the door down. And they discover
2: that there is no one around. Yeah.
0: Cause this was previously, as we saw in this panel, a pretty bustling place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You two research sites. Like, yeah.
2: There's also no bodies. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no sense of an attack or like really anything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a ghost town. And they're like, this isn't the Covenant's MO. Like when they attack, they kill everyone. And, and if there's g- nothing useful, glass then the they glass the planet. Yeah. But then they discover one body. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that they can think of is that he died from fright. There's yeah. no there's no wounds on him or anything like that.
0: Yeah, because he's like, oh, it's probably not national like, oh,
2: no, it, it kind of was. He's fine. He's mm-hmm. just dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I believe this is kind of the end of the, the first issue. It's kind of that sense of mystery established. And they're like, what's going on here? Where are everyone? Where are they, they say? They say there was 4000 mm-hmm. men, women and children. And now there's no one. So where did these bodies go? Ending off uh, the comic, so that's our final kind of written
0: panel. But to end the comic and then kind of jump us into the next one, we get a summary on kind of what's happened thus far. Mm -hmm. And kind of, you know, possibly leading us in. Get us a little, they'll have to put their friendship and their lives on the line. So kind of like cliffhanging it, not not only with the panel,
2: but Mm -hmm. like... What's going to happen next? Yeah, it's a tune in next week exactly. on Cartoon Network to see what the, what the fuck happens. So yeah, so now we're on to the second issue. And, and this cover art that they have for the second issue, I know we haven't really talked too much on cover art for the most part, but the cover art for the second issue is really cool because it's Dutch and Romeo, and there, it sees like this army of grunts behind them with this one giant grunt looming over yeah it's it, pretty well done
0: it's cool it gives that whole kind of purpley color cast mm-hmm. of kind of
2: grunt armor that leads into them um with them possibly being in some trouble we'll see mm-hmm. yeah or maybe they're just hanging out with their new grunt buddies so yeah then we get another general summary of what's going on all up until now even with the previous comic and then we see dutch and romeo hiding from plasma so it start. you know the last issue ended with them going where is everyone and now this next one starts with them under fire from mm-hmm. presumably the covenant you know see purple plasma going by them so it's safe to assume but it's kind of like a how did we get into this it, like this incident and yeah. then this next panel is a bunch of grunts and an elite all firing at them.
0: Yeah, it's amazing too because it shows like this whole tower of like underground systems, which obviously mm-hmm. we haven't even come close to yet. Mm-hmm. With grunts jumping on them and jumping around. There's an elite, obviously, just like looking down upon it. It's just a really,
2: really well done. It's like fuck yeah, look at what we're doing. Yeah, he's like, all right, there's two of them. Just please, please take care of them. Kill them instantly. Then it goes. Back to the present, because that's almost like, you know, projecting further. Mm -hmm. Now we're back on the present, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So Romeo and Dutch split off to look for any more survivors, whether it's human or covenant. That's clear. They're like, find somebody, anybody. Mm -hmm. We need to know... What the hell is going on? So they do start to find eventually these footsteps that they can see are human, but they also see grunts and they also see elites. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's just
0: humans. It's like, no, who are those giant feet and who are those tiny feet? And it's like, oh, it's <laughs> grunts with some, grunts with some elites.
2: Don't call them elites or or grunts anymore. It's giant feets and tiny feets. Yeah, jafetes g- <laughs> and smafetes. Yeah, so so they're they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And around that point, Romeo's. For trying to figure out what's going on with Dutch. He's like, something's kind of bothering you. The commander said something to us earlier about have fun and make this last while it can, because these guys are buddy buddies. Mm-hmm. So the commander is saying something like, oh, make this last while you can. You know, Romeo's like, what's going on? And he's like, Dutch is like, I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, move on.
0: And then and then we get uh, a few panels that showcase the kind of three fire teams that are together. You've got the sergeant major with a squad that's patrolling a green hallway. You've got you've got another fire team that's patrolling purple hallway, Mm -hmm. and then you've got Dutch and Romeo who are patrolling gray hallway. Yeah, Uh, Uh, write that down, please. Yeah, so so write that down. That's a bit of a bit of a teaser we got going on about what rooms they're in. Oh yeah. Uh, So yeah, it's they're they're going through and, and fanning out. Trying Mm -hmm. to
2: figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah, and so they eventually do get some interference on their comms, and they realize, like, "Uh, we can't talk to anyone. We're kind of getting deep in whatever this structure is because they're going down Mm -hmm. because they think they're going to find something. And they realize, like, we can't talk to anyone now, so we're kind of on our own.
0: Yeah, because they're realizing, because the orders were, don't engage, just scout it out. If you find anything, go ahead and report it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll send back up and we'll deal with this together. Because obviously, most of these fire teams are only two or three people. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go alone. So we we get them going further and further down. And Romeo, you know, he's trying to, like, make conversation, trying to do all these things. And then he's got the a thud on the head. He's like... And Dutch says, shut up. Shut up. You know, if, shut Covenant, up, Romeo. If, Covenant, if Covenant didn't know we were here, now they already do. And, yeah. And so, and so Romeo kind of talks about, like, oh, you know, they used to call me point and shoot because... I'm good at that. I'm good. You tell me what to kill, I can kill it. But mm-hmm. if I start thinking, I run my mouth and I talk too much. Yeah. And he goes, and I realized I wasn't hearing what he was
2: already hearing, digging. Mm-hmm. Somewhere there's a lot of digging. Yeah. And this is the point where they we finally do, like, really officially see the Covenant. We see, like, kind of this small army at the bottom of this structure that they've been making their way in. And they're—well, oh, I'll, I'll get to this in a second. But we see that they're digging around this kind of generator— and we see the visor for the first time Yeah, that you see click ODST. it ODST. Yeah, because we see that red highlight around all the elites, and then you see a green highlight around Dutch. Mm-hmm. So you see like the the UI for Halo 3 ODST, almost essentially. Yeah,
0: the, F, the FOF tags that mm-hmm. they have
2: and, and everything else is going through.
0: So it's really cool. My favorite little attention detail, compass the top. Hmm? The what? Compass the top.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- this whole thing is a really cool... Really cool thing to see, especially when I was reading this, because I had never read this comic prior, Mm -hmm. so going through, and I opened it, and I saw, you know, that, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cool, seeing the visor, because I was waiting for it, and I was thinking they weren't going to do the visor, and then, bam, we see it, and it's a beautiful shot. I love it, because it's tech we're getting before the game comes out,
0: Mm -hmm. so if you happen to read this before you pick up your copy of ODST, you're like, what is this? Like, it's kind of cool. They can see, like, these outline of red enemies. Mm-hmm. of this it looks mm-hmm. kind of like night vision i mean we're kind of seeing in the dark and everything's kind of fully lit up from it mm-hmm. so you know what can this kind of be which is awesome and you know after this panel we you know we get we get okay let's go back up let's call it in real quick mm-hmm. and i'll uh, let them know and then we actually flash back up to the surface yeah and we've got everyone checking in so sergeant major's like i'm not getting anything from dutch or romeo you know check in with the other team and so we have our second team who's like you it's know, C- it's Campbell and Higgins, right? Yeah, it's Campbell and Higgins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, where are you? We're at the motor pool. You know, like, we're dealing with this stuff. Uh, copy that. And he's like, Higgins, come on, let's we, we got to get out of here. Let's go. And he turns around to see, I believe, a jackal.
2: Yeah, it's a jackal. It, with a weird energy sword. Yeah, it, it, it that jackal. And no one's going to get this reference looks like Gollum from the 1970s cartoon of The Hobbit. So if you guys need to know Transformers trivia or 1970s Hobbit trivia, Jesse's got you. I got you. And someone out there is going to be like, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one. But, yeah, and he's got, like, this this energy blade almost that we don't see ever again. And it's and it's odd because it's
0: almost as if it's like He-Man's sword. It is, yeah. It's, but like, it's And it's red. And they're holding, it looks like they're holding the energy too,
2: I believe I think there's like this weird hilt you can kind of see, but like the energy's Kinda, like going through yeah. their fingers a little bit. I don't know, maybe they're just sadists, man. Maybe they like it. May like the burn. Hey, who, yeah, pirates love it. Yeah, so the jackals take out Higgins and Campbell. Mm-hmm. So automatically two ODST are down. I, I do love how that's how those are illustrated though, and it just kind of takes them out of nowhere. And yeah. then we do go back to Dutch and Romeo and they're they're still just both like okay we're, we we got to get out of here we have too much interference and as they decide they're going to make their way out of there they do get attacked by the covenant
0: and uh you know as they're turning you see a grunts humans and it's i love that they like spaced it out so you know exactly what they're trying to say in as if they're in the game mm-hmm. and a little little pfft, <laughs> which now is my favorite sound effect as well a uh, little rattle-tattle-tattle tattle of mm-hmm. some
2: SMG. Going Great. straight through that fucking grunt's dome. Yeah, pops mm-hmm. out that left eye. Yeah. Very Good, detailed shot, too. All I, These close-up shots are so detailed. Oh, yeah. Can't stress that. And he has a little bit of that scree.
0: <laughs> I, I really hope you guys look
2: at this eventually,
0: because otherwise this makes no sense.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we get some wart-wart-wart, and I, more wart-wart-wart. Classic throwback, I will say that. Love it. Yeah, and so they 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 point out the two elites at the bottom are like, "Oh shit, these guys are trying to make their way out." So they're blasting the bridges or kind of like the, walk- the walkways, ways, yeah. It's like me- it's like metal s- steel kind of metal walkways. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Which which is a small bridge. It's a it's a baby bridge, a baby bridge. Of a bridge. Of a bridge. But yeah, so they're blasting that out trying to stop their escape. And the, the elites of these panels look more evil than usual. I love it.
0: Yeah, it brings a sinisterness of it of that like they're they're here for one thing, and like their mandibles are even drawn with like almost sharper teeth than mm-hmm. I, you've kind of ever seen. It makes it more predator, and yeah. They, so they've they've taken this bridge out, and you know they they thought we're just going to be a matter of target practice. Like mm-hmm. we got we got to take it. We got to do as what we can with what we have. And then Romeo, quick thinking, is like, okay, but how about this? Looks up and sees uh, another steel kind of a bridge. A bridge and shoots the struts out and has it fall. Mm-hmm. And as it's falling, you see the grunts, the smart ones, start sprinting away. They know what's happening. Like, nah, son. Yeah, but the elites are, like, calling them cowards. Like, why do you run from too insignificant? And yeah. as Oh, that... it, it shows their
2: translated, like, language.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Jesse never translated it for any of us, so <laughs> I, called the, I called the comics uh, back in 2011 and said, can you just put that in there? And so, yeah, it's all translated to
2: English. And you then see, what cam and Ghost. that's it yeah it, what cam and, and during all of this you see that you know as as that deba bridge fell on those two <laughs> elites you see that generator that they were around start mm-hmm. to kind of act up and yeah, i believe the elites that fell he actually fires his plasma rifle mm-hmm. yeah he fire, in, into the reactor mm-hmm, yeah and you see the grunts are like uh-oh so th- again they're dip setting they're out of there they're like no not yeah, for us and we today. start to see because of that plasma all the reactors that are underground with them are starting to discharge and overload. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, that's when the ODST are then, Romeo and and Dutch are making their way out of that kind of cavern area. They're having to jump where a bridge used to be. Mm -hmm. And as they're doing it, they're making their way through more grunts that are attacking them.
0: Yeah, and and this is the point where, you know, Romeo brings up, like, I wasn't good at long jump, so Dutch is helping him up, kind of like he did. In that OG panel in the fight, mm-hmm. and Romeo notices, like, over his shoulder, look out, and fires on these grunts that were kind of encroaching on him. So kind of mm-hmm. bringing it back to like, you got
2: my back, I got your back type mentality. Yeah. But then within that small little firefight, an elite shows up. I can't tell if it was one of those two or just a, a, a different one stationed there. I, I think there. it was probably our guy up top. Because he clangs down and falls on it, so I, oh, okay. that first panel we saw those grunts jumping down. I think mm-hmm. it was probably that dude watching. It's the same color. Okay, yeah. So he, so an elite comes in and fucks everyone's day up. Yeah. So he he t- he like swipes and hits Romeo right away, um, and
0: Romeo kind of brings up at the point he's like, you know, this guy could have shot me from up there. Like he had line of sight, mm-hmm. but he wanted to like personalize his kill. By you know, like doing it himself without a weapon. And as he's saying that, he goes ahead and then just
2: rips his SMG in half. Yeah, he's just straight up like, ah, uh, this is easy. How about I fuck with you guys a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see kind of this fist fight of this elite just beating the shit out of Dutch. Like with yeah. his bare fish. just like wailing
0: on his armor, and and as they're wailing, we got some Braza zooms coming from the reactor. It's starting to overload even more and starting yeah. to like break out of its chassis. And then we go topside, and this is where you know people are checking like Sergeant, like, uh, what's up with that subtraining explosion? She's like, oh, that's yeah, that's Dutch and Romeo. You know, like just kind of going out Like, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Um, but she's like, we need to get like we need to get out of here. That reactor is going to explode.
2: Get mm-hmm. everyone as far away as you can. We have to consider them MIA or even KIA. We have to go. Yeah, we need to get out of there. So right as this is happening, the comic ends on Dutchling on the ground. There's an elite standing over him, and we kind of don't know what's about to go on. This might be the end of Dutch. Yeah. I mean, you play the game, but. This, might be, the
0: this end of Dutch. might be the end of Dutch. Yeah. So it's a, to be continued. It's another cliffhanger, which I really like. Like, if you're reading the issues, this wants you to purchase the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, because at this time, you're not knowing who these ODSTs are. Are they important? We're obviously getting two main characters because sort we're of following them deeply. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And so we then go, go ahead and end on one of the same panels we started on with both of our ODST brothers in arms under plasma fire with another paragraph that's bringing us to the next issue.
2: Yeah, and these these whenever we're talking about like they like they end on that last panel, it's it's one of the panels from before. It's not like a new panel. Yeah, right? it's
0: it's just it's just a grayed out panel from previous mm-hmm. things that's just used as a background to have the
2: paragraph of the summary of the story that leads you into the next issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then we have the third issue. We see close up of Romeo's helmet and he is firing his uh, Silenced SMG at three angry-looking elites. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some mean boys right there. So let's see what's going to go down. So as this one starts, once again, we have that recap of everything that's going on. And we see that the Sergeant Major and the rest of the ODST are trying to get a hold of Campbell and Higgins, but they can't at all. And we see the two Jackals hovering above them and... They, they're, We see the translated language, mm-hmm. and the jackals, like, they're ordering a retreat. I love this, like, little yeah. joke. He's like, why? He's like, they're afraid of something that's about to quote-unquote blow. And the jackals, like, they're afraid of strong wind? How pathetic is that? Boom, they're blowing the fuck up.
0: Yeah, the reactor has now detonated, and their bodies are just shredded apart by— Overreaction of blue stuff because they don't know our slang. They take us too literally. That's why they lost the war. And here's the thing: they even got the traditional kablam mm-hmm. That's that's how much of a destruction they got. Is that a K? It looks like a rublam
2: or a rublam? Rublam, nuance. Oh, a new one. A rublam instead <laughs> of a kabam Yeah, and that's when all of a sudden the the rest of the odst squad up top kind of assume. That four men have now died because they're assuming all four KIA.
0: Yeah, because they are they know that they haven't heard from, from Higgins at all from responding. And obviously, Romeo and Dutch were underground where this reactor was. Mm. So it's like, might as well assume it. And that's kind of what uh, Sergeant Major says. She's like, we have to assume it. We have to get out of here. So we have to assume that they're KIA and that we keep moving. If they find us, they find us. If they don't. It's unfortunate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you have to keep your head down and go about the mission. Yeah,
0: because our mission is to find these people and to see what's going on here. So let's go mm-hmm. explore the second dig site.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're moving on to the second one. And then we go back to Romeo and Dutch fighting this one elite. And eventually, I think it was a Romeo gets knocked off a ledge at one point for fighting yes. him.
0: Yeah, because Romeo's like, I got to save my buddy because Dutch is just getting beat to hell, as we saw in the last panel from the last comic. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps in. He kind of dodges out of the way of his arm, but gets like thrown off. Like the elites, like
2: go, get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, and, and throws him off where the bridge was. <laughs> and and so then, but this is where Dutch is like Rome, screams it out,
2: and just gets up and is like, all right, here we go. Yeah, takes that takes that pro- like takes a piece of metal off the bridge, like the railway, mm-hmm. beats the shit out of the elite, and finally just shoves it right in his meat maw. Yeah, and basically just just. Almost,
0: I guess, as you would like a garrot wire on someone, but like straight across his jaw, like basically almost severing his head in half. Yeah, it, it's pretty badass because it's fine. Like he thinks his buddy's dead. So oh, and he's is, just he's just full beast mode. Like uh-huh. if if my friend died, I'm going down fighting. Mm-hmm. And so chokes him out, and then like falls down with him, with kind of blood gushing out. And yeah, you know, with with, with typical Romeo timing. You know, Dutch is kind of standing over his kill, and behind him, there's an elite. Yeah, looks a- like he's charging up a plasma pistol with a plasma rifle. Either way, there's some plasma juicing up in there. Juicing. And you hear pew pew. And so you, you see some rounds coming by, and Romeo, as cool as can be, is like, oh, I found my gun. It's like a little help here. So it's always that, like, Dutch is always helping Romeo up, and Romeo's always got Dutch's back. So it's mm-hmm. kind of that whole mm-hmm. brotherly thing with it, which is, yeah. which in my opinion, I think is amazing writing uh-huh. that, like, you get to
2: see one of these kind of let me help you you help me things in mm-hmm. each
0: comic thus far
2: yeah and so as this is happening the the generator is getting ready to blow so what they do is they grab both the dead bodies of the elites to absorb the blast and... yeah cuz they know the armor can the
0: armor shielding could potentially
2: deal with some of mm-hmm. it and then just the you know meat yeah. stuff and i love one of these well we're going to die so i'm going to tell you something yeah. dutch like tells him he's like it's like romeo i have to tell you something He's like, uh, I I put in for an instant transfer. And it's like, Romeo's like, what? And then uh, an explosion. Yeah. yeah, so I love that. It's like, oh, by the way, I, I'm moving. I'm moving out of state. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get accepted to the college. You're by getting way, accepted
0: to. We're we're breaking up. What? <laughs> Gets another reblam. Excuse yeah. <laughs> me. Not a kablam. A reblam, as yeah, I see here. That, that is a confirmed reblam. Confirmed reblam. With a little bit of time going by, we go to Dutch. And mm-hmm. we see Dutch kind of laying down. He's coughing. You know, he's like, Romeo, do you copy? Romeo. And then he gives, like, a uh, good old-fashioned, like, Metal Gear Solid. Roams! Like, after, like, calling him several times. And then mm-hmm. pulls his helmet off and even yells, Romeo. Like, in this really cool panel, which I think is just, like, so artistically well done. Yeah, he's, like,
2: freaking out. He's like, I can't find Romeo. I can't
0: Yeah, he's even Romeo. taking his helmet off. Like, there's just, like, fire and debris everywhere, trying to figure out what's going on. And that's when Romeo, of course, just flicks him in the head and, and he's like... When were you gonna tell me this? Yeah, like, like continuing the story before the explosion, mm-hmm. and it's it's so good because it's it's so casual. It's like that best friend thing of like, all right, we dealt
2: with that. I mean, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to this. You're gonna leave me? Yeah, I, I think we've all had situations like that with our best friends, where like something happens and you're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like everything else is just ignored, and you're like, no, 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 no. What the hell, Dutch? And Dutch is like, no, we'll we'll
0: talk about this later. And Romeo cannot like stop. He's like. I can't believe we're not talking about this. Like mm-hmm. we need it. And he's like, we'll do with it later. We have to deal with the covenant. And he's like, You bet your ass later. Yeah. And so this is where we see him walk it off. They've now pulled in Covenant weapons because obviously their stuff's destroyed and decimated and mm-hmm. wherever the hell it's landed. And we continue on to a uh, uh, little baby grunt.
2: Well oh, I, I, I dislike this whole scene, but we'll have to talk about it anyway. Yeah, so they find like a little grunt knocked out and so they do wake him up and they're they're telling him, like, listen we're trying to figure out what is going on here you need to tell us what you know that way we'll let you live if you do and they kind of figure out that he can only give like yes or no answers mm-hmm. so they have to specifically ask yes or no so eventually what happens is that they find out that they're that the covenant are looking for something called the knowing because mm-hmm. at one point he answers no but and then, then he says, ing. So they're like, okay, so you are you guys are looking for the knowing. He's like, do you know what that is? And the grunt says, no. So it's eventually established that the grunt doesn't know what the knowing is. So he's told him everything he, he knows. Yeah, and it makes sense because I think, I forget if it's Dutch, Romeo
0: kind of brings it up. Like, I always need to know like us. Oh, and going back a little bit, one of my favorite quotes with Romeo with the grunt, he's like, from one grunt to another.
1: Mm-hmm. And I yeah. like that he
0: kind of brings up that rank that they're in and mm-hmm. just kind of. They calmly do this. So obviously this has been something they've done before or understand. Yeah, like the interrogation with with the covenant. Covenant, that they can actually understand English or understand human language at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. So so you know, we get this thing. We get that, you know, he's he's on a need to know basis. He kind of knows that the knowing is a thing. And so Romeo says,
2: Okay, get out of here. Yeah. And so as he does that, the grunt goes and he hugs Romeo, yeah. almost like hugs Romeo, hugs Dutch as like a, a a thank you. Thank you for letting me live. And just keeps saying, yes, yes, yes. And as he's running away, it shoots and plasma goes through his face and he falls dead on the floor. And you see Dutch was like, well, that was harsh. And Romeo's like. I said I'd let him live, but how long he 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 lived or if I'd let him stay alive, like that's a different thing. Yeah, so, I never said that. So Romeo's a fucking prick. But let he, me throw he, that he out there. He does
0: justify it. He said he just sold out, you know, his the covenant to save his skin. So he's going to do double that to try and get in the good graces of the covenant and betray us.
2: So, you know, let's take him out now and he said, by the way, it's one less grunt to kill any humans. Yeah, we don't know that. He could have lived his life. He could have he could have gone on uh, uh, like, like Yip Yip did. Yeah. And, and just, just... Just drove under the sunset. Yeah. It, whatever.
0: Well, Honestly, because... Whatever. Cause I would say, for the most part in any of these stories, grunts have the happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> like, they either go out, like, as a badass trying to kill their elite commander, or brute commander, or they go out and ride in the sunset, or they just have, like, good friends. Yeah. Uh, this guy died this guy died not him that was a bad ending <laughs> but most of the time
2: it's kind of good yeah but so so they do establish dutch and romey are like okay we got to get up top that way there's no interference for the comms yeah. that way we can figure this all out and then romey even brings up like yeah maybe we can talk about everything that's going down yeah and yeah this is where dutch is talking about as they're making their way up like yeah it's 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 a teaching job you know, I, I'm I'm going to be safe there. I'm going to be able to spend more time with Gretchen, mm-hmm. and so it, you kind of see like the debate going on about that, and, and it kind of
0: brings back that like goofy bromance they make of where like Romeo's like, I don't get a say in this. And are mm-hmm. just like, no,
2: you get a <laughs> say in this. Yeah, I, I think as a, these are conversations I think everyone's had with their best friends. Yeah, because
0: because Romeo's concerned like, is it something I said? Is it something I've done? Like, I can change. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's like that like. Baby, baby, take me back. Yeah, take me back. What is this? Like, you're leaving me for her? And so it's, it's just, it's another heartfelt moment in this kind of like, once again, they just got decimated by a reactor and had these elite
2: bodies crumble on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, about that job. About that job, yeah, yeah. And so once that that debate's over, they make their way on the top of this ledge, and with these fancy UNSC twenty five fifty two binoculars, they see the rest of the ODST squad yeah, way they, out in the distance. They do. They Facetime them out there with the binoculars. <laughs> they go ahead. Yeah, it's yeah. a one way Facetime. It's a one way Facetime. Right? Yeah. And so they see like, okay, they're alive and well, but even further, there's a like a, a covenant army of like over two thousand units or so. Yeah. It's 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 overrun. Like you can't. It's just. Squads and squads of them. It looks
0: like the uh Lion King scene when the wildebeest, all the wildebeest trample. Yeah. That's pretty much what it looks so, like. Uh,
2: R.I.P. Mufasa. A little too soon to bring it up, but I guess we'll do it with <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus and whatnot. But yeah, and so they're they're trying to figure out like, oh shit, the 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 squad does not see them, and it's like we have no way of warning them. Mm-hmm. What the hell are we going to do? And as they're wondering and just like the great monologue that it is
0: you know they're talking about like what do we do what do we do and romeo ends this panel with something will hit me and in the panels facing both of them and as we see behind them there's like three or so grunts knocking this huge chunk of boulder off (laughs) the hill above them so it's just like the comedic timing in this is so good the writing in this Mm -hmm, is so good mm -hmm. and you know that's that's how we're ending our third comic it's kind of like Something will hit me. A literal cliffhanger Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) with this rock kind of above them. Yeah. And we go to our not last, but last panel, quote unquote. Anyway, our description panel. Yeah. Um, And it's the the panel, which I love, which is Dutch screaming Romeo, the synopsis of kind of what we have and, you know, what's going to happen
2: coming up next. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this is where we move on to the fourth issue and we see Dutch jumping down getting ready to fuck up this elite this unsuspecting elite may i add yeah maybe something from a strategy guide you know we don't know <laughs> we'll see yeah and so the the comic starts out you know we have that summary of what's going on but all of a sudden we see this boulder getting ready to come down and romeo has this kind of inner monologue going on and he pushes dutch out of the way yeah because he's like he's like you know I, I try, I try and be alert.
0: You know, like we all try and be alert. We're Marines, mm-hmm. but sometimes when you're focusing on something, it stays there. You know, and he says, but you know, it kind of keeps. You gotta stay alive, to keep sucking oxygen. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, on the other hand, sometimes it's the little things that save your butt. Once again, very punny. There's a yeah. rock on his hand. It's great. So he notices like the rubble from above moving. So he pushes Dutch out of the way, mm-hmm. and you know,
2: they they both are able to escape the grasp of the giant grunt boulder. Uh-huh, yeah, and that's when all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, there are a bunch of grunts above us, but I think, like, they're almost, like, falling down, like, kind of a hill at this point because they just walked up one another, falling back down one. Yeah, and this gives Romeo
0: another monologue to kind of
2: diss on the Spartans.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying that, you know, as ODST, we live by our instincts. Like, we developed these and we honed these. Those, you know, guys in suits... They don't have these instincts, they may have the guns, they may have the armor, they may they're walking tanks, and while there's you know definite need for walking tanks, they're not heroes. Mm-hmm. you know they want to be called heroes, they want to be in the news, you know, but we're heroes, which shut up, Romeo. you know, he's Sh- shut up. he's like going on, he's like, you know, but we don't go around like saying that. you know we we, we wear with pride for sure. But we get the job done. Like, we don't strut around. So it's like a whole inner monologue that's kind of, like, showing how badass he is. He dodged a boulder, and then he, like, puts basically a bunch of rounds into these three or four grunts that are up there, mm-hmm. takes him down, and then helps uh,
2: Dutch back up after he pushed his buddy over. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, push down, get back up. Yeah. So, yeah, then it now goes back to the ODST squad. But yeah, so then we kind of jump in the future a little bit, and you see that the squad of ODST, the surviving ones hear this kind of explosion Mm -hmm. and they're kind of like what was that what's what what just happened so then we move to the the next page and we realize that it is a trap that is being set by romeo and dutch you see this one which i'll talk about in a sec but we see one UNSC grenade taped and kind of like this crevice with a bunch of sticky grenades where did they get that tape no, it's no, just no, no. scotch ass tape. Here's, here's my
0: concern. How is that scotch ass tape sticking to a rock? Yeah, what's that's see that that's where I get <laughs> okay. off of it. I'm done, <laughs> I'm done with the comic. I'm done with the comic. No, it's, it's cool. So they've they've gathered what, like five or like from the panel to the right, there's like five or six or so plasma grenades they've gathered from those dead grunts mm-hmm. and have stuck it here. And they're basically like
2: Kevin Maloney, like home aloneing these Covenant Forces. And it's pretty much I think You think said Kevin Malone is thinking from the office? And I was I was trying to figure out what reference you were making to Kevin from the office.
0: You know, Kevin. What's what's Kevin's name from? Uh, I thought it was Kevin Malone, isn't it? I don't know. Let me know what it is. Kevin Maloning, home same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's now the new thing. All right, so they're dropping their chili. That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're dropping their chili. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, it's it's a whole the whole force is kind of making its way through this crevice, mm-hmm. and it's the only pretty much entry point for it. And yeah. so Romeo brings up that like. I mean, the Covenant is capable, you know, of of anything, like these gadgets and crazy things they have and their tenacity. But what they haven't realized about us yet is that so are we. Like, we're just crazy enough to try this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he – because he basically says, like, on one of these plasma grenades, there's probably a booby trap button and
2: alien mumbo jumbo squiggles. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I don't want to push that. I'm just going to shoot him. Yeah, which I think this is something he might have gotten from the strategy guide. Is when you shoot one grenade, the other ones go off around yeah. it. Like little things like this you can pick up and say, Okay, I can see where he got this from. Oh, for sure. Because otherwise, how do you think like
0: in your mind, would you think alien technology would work that way? Yeah. You know, because it's a whole different thing. But anyway, shoots those grenades, detonates it, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm neither of us are geologists. So we took a best guess at you know like which crevice to put it in and
2: just blew it up. Yeah. Yeah, it all works out. So they they do spring the trap and they take out dozens of elites and grunts. Yeah, and kind of block their path. So they have
0: to kind of reroute Mm -hmm. and kind of go around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as they're doing that, they're like,
2: oh, we definitely got their attention. And you see a lot of them turn up and, like, look at them. Yeah, so now they have, like, a small army who are like, oh, we got to take you guys out now. Mm So then, yeah, it shows that all these, or it shows their. Uh, what are they doing right there? They're arming trip bombs. Mines. Yeah, trip mines. Yeah. So, so they're setting up more traps for them. That way, like you see, like as they're moving forward, you see a grunt trip one of the mines, and he looks down. and He says, "Beep." Yeah, because he hears beep, 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 and he goes, "Beep." Yep. And then next thing you know. Boom. They, uh, gets, I believe that's a Bakum. Bakum, <laughs> and they all just get turned into limbs, essentially.
0: Yeah, and so, so we, we learned that Dutch and Romeo have kind of sprung a lot of these pretty much trip mine claymores
2: mm-hmm. around and are like, hey, that's one down. Uh, hopefully they'll hit all the other traps we laid. Yeah, so they so there's like, okay, we, we have to get away from here. And this is where they see a phantom, mm-hmm. and it's being guarded by one elite and a handful of grunts. And, yeah, and, it, and it's. This might
0: also, in my opinion, be pulled from the strategy guide as well because it's kind of the same amount that you kind of see mm-hmm. when you're in-game yeah. of, like, one elite kind of leading
2: five-ish grunts at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of a skeleton crew. Like, they're not expecting anything. Yeah, and so this is where they even talk about, like, okay, this elite is only moving in this, this line mm-hmm. the same distance back and forth. Like, let's ambush him. Let's take him out.
0: Yeah, and, and, and he's like, okay, what we have to do is, because we don't want to fire Mm-hmm. obviously because we're going to attract the attention of all them plus anyone else who hasn't found us yet might come over here mm-hmm. so the plan is to get the elite back there and as we see on the cover we have big boy dutch jump down and basically
2: scissor lock him like, something like that That's like some mma shit right there yeah
0: just like lands basically right on his neck and like scissor locks him and takes him to the ground and with one single bullet, you've got Romeo once again looking at looking for Dutch's back, puts the grunt's head that's next to this elite that's there mm-hmm. and it says,
2: die you bastard. Die you bastard. Very dramatic like. And then he cracks his neck. Cracks his neck which I guess human, uh, human legs, or no he does with his hands too, are strong enough to take out an elite's neck, even how strong they are, but it's almost like he puts his whole body yeah, into I, breaking his neck.
0: Yeah, because I think he's got like, with that like the kind of scissor lock that he's got right there. It's kind mm-hmm. of like using all your body momentum and then just whipping it with you.
2: Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, just slamming into it. And that's a cool scene where you see, like, the dying face of that elite. It's cool. I love, like, the rock formation they done. It's almost like uh,
0: this crazy pattern they've put, and you've got Romeo in the background. It's just really well-done panels. Like, this is the type of stuff I want on my wall. Mm-hmm. Like, just artwork for it. So, yeah, so we continue on and get to learn a little bit more. We're like, okay, okay, because... Obviously, you got your dotted line whispers. Perfect. Only you could have pulled that off. I didn't know dotted lines were whispers. Mm-hmm. Dotted lines are whispers. The more you know. And uh, so they're kind of whispering back and forth. They're like, "Okay, what's our plan with this?" And he's like, "All right, help me with this big two ton piece of garbage. Like, I'm going to move it." He's like, "Well, I got a better idea." And this oh, so is so where they uh, they stage a capture. Yeah, they stage a capture. You've got Dutch is walking up with his hands on his head, and there's a grunt behind him with a, with a needler. And he said, Okay, you've got me, you got me. Um, you know, I'll I'll give you all my info. I said, I surrendered, I surrendered, like, you know, all this stuff. And then we see that grunt that's behind him, they actually just also somehow found rope. And rope or rubber bands or more tape. I can't. Maybe he tell. had a rubber band ball with him. So he pulled from <laughs> his rubber band ball a couple bands, and you see that the grunt's arm is actually rubber banded to that needler. And in the next panel, you see that Romeo is just behind him, weakened at burning him, like, <laughs> as the capture. And those grunts are like, oh, okay, you know what, that's cool. And so, like, as soon as, like, they let their guard down, he does, like, this cool-ass thing where, like, he had the guns tape. That is tape. That is for sure tape. See? Yeah, so he has some tape on him somewhere. So he's taped the guns to that crowny thing. That's a methane
2: tank. The whole thing, the big old crown thing? Yeah, it's a methane tank.
0: mm Anyway, on the back of his crown methane <laughs> tank thing, where he has tape. Yeah, he's got tape. He's got he's got phew, got a dual wieldy going on, mm-hmm. and he's got two handguns on there.
2: Yeah, and so he's taking out the rest of the grunts that were guarding that Falcon or yeah. Phantom. You know, the Falcon Phantom. Yeah, as they say, tomato tomato. But
0: I love this. This is like by the time I nailed the sixth one, the first one is just hitting the ground. <laughs> yeah, that that badass shot of all of them dead surrounding him. Oh yeah, it's it's cool. Like and it just shows too. Like I mean, how badass they are and. Mm-hmm. Once
2: again, Romeo protecting Dutch's back. So, yeah, now it's the point where they're inside the Phantom and they're like, we got to figure out how to drive this thing because mm-hmm. we don't. We 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 really have no idea. And so eventually Dutch takes over and he said, you know, within a few minutes, figures out, okay, I, I, I kind of know yeah, how to drive he's, this. Yeah, he's, he's like, okay, um, I
0: think I've got it. Let's push this button. And as he pushes the first button, it activates all the turrets and just wipes out the entire force that was like encroaching on them because uh-huh. everyone had pretty much caught up at that point
2: yeah and pretty much wipes almost all of them out yeah so it's like beautiful thing like i'm gonna press this and then it just the worst shit happens and it's like okay yeah like, and that, and that, that it, kind of that
0: cliche and it goes back to almost like the spartans having that sense for mm-hmm. forerunner tech and some other covenant stuff like how mm-hmm. to, how they piloted the wraiths in not the flood right at first strike yep in first strike they piloted the wraiths because like we don't know what we're doing but like this seems natural so I think it's almost the same thing. Yeah. It's forerunner tech. Yeah. So they they hop on. It fires it up.
2: He's like, okay, uh, all right, I think I got it. And they actually yeah. start flying it. Yeah. And so so they do they do get up in the air and they're flying it. And again, you see kind of this monologue where Romeo is talking about Dutch and what's getting yeah, I mean, going on. And it's just kind of like, like honestly talking to him, like, like thinking about him frankly. Like, you know, that's what happens when you have like
0: the kind of relationship that Dutch and I have. It's just mm-hmm. like becomes a given that you know what the other guy can and can't do and you know you can count on that it's like knowing like the strengths and weaknesses of each other mm-hmm. and he's like dutch he's a big dude but he's smart as hell mm-hmm. and like he can
2: figure this out yeah and so the, they they start attacking more of that covenant army but unfortunately some elites have some fuel rod cannons mm-hmm. and fire them straight at the pe- er- I keep wanting to say pelican at the phantom. They they fire at the pe- at the alien f- pelican, yeah, essentially, <laughs> and take it out. So then they- with a fl- with a flume, and the impact is a z- cow. It's a cow, man. I want to be the uh, onomatopoeia cow. guy. I for want- comics. That sounds like a chocolate bar. Just pass <laughs> me as a z- cow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So then they're they're getting ready for a harsh landing mm-hmm. after the ship was hit f- by a few fuel rod cannons and then to be continued. Yeah. And and you know like it looks like they're crashing into the ocean
0: possibly or some water or land you don't know cuz they're like just rushing by. Mm-hmm. it's like it's like a motion blur in the yeah. background. Yeah. And it's great cuz cuz Toshiki like uh, got a backup plan and he's like and Remy's like we're already on the backup plan. Do you mean do I have another one? Yeah. Not as much.
2: Yeah. Or so. Yep. Captain's are going down with their ship and mm-hmm. it's to be continued. And then kind of that last not last panel is when Romeo pushed him out of the way of those boulder that boulder fall boulder coming down. Yeah. And so then we're on the final issue and we see Dutch carrying Romeo out of some kind of explosion going on in the background. And it's great.
0: I mean, it's it's really cool because the fireman's carry is very similar to like what you've seen in kind of any movie or any image of a firefighter kind of rescuing someone. It's mm-hmm. a really heroic like, just last issue cover, which is really awesome. So maybe they'll survive. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know as of yet. Yeah. And so this issue starts back with our other squad, kind of the remaining ODSTs, who are like, you know, look up there. Like, do you guys see that phantom crashing? And everyone's kind of like, well, I mean, it's going towards the second dig site, but let's not worry about it because it's not our people on board. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that, that comedic
2: irony of like, oh, womp, womp. It's not It's not our people, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, and it's like, ooh. But you should, because it is your people. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're, they're making their way down to the second dig site, and we also start to see that the Covenant don't know anything other than they see their own vehicle going down. So they're just like, oh, shit, we should go help that. So now we have the ODST and the Covenant both making their way towards that second dig site mm-hmm. where the— where the Phantom is getting ready to crash.
0: Yeah, and, and it makes sense, because the Covenant's like, oh, man, that sucks, you know, that we lost one. So they're not paying any attention, they're not scrambling, they're flat-footed. Mm-hmm. And so Dutch and Romeo are like, we're going to bring this down hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, we got to make kind of, like, kind of, like, almost our, our final act is, like, if we're going down, we're going down and taking some with us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's kind of the marine way. Yeah. And so as as they're kind of chugging through the sky, you know, everyone's kind of looking around like, well, that sucks, but boom, he makes this like hard right and just careens into them. And as the ship is going down, you know they they both
2: do what they're born to do: mm-hmm. jump, jump. They jump right out. Which it it I don't think they were that high up, even though it looks like they're like forty feet up in the air in this panel. I think even more than that, because I mean they're eventually we'll see they're going to crash through basically
0: a skylight.
2: Mm-hmm. So depending that on could the, break some of the fall. Yeah. yeah. So
0: depending on kind of where they are, they kind of. And their armor will absorb some of it, as we we know from, like, some of the pressure stuff. But it's a cool panel to start part five, which is them
2: just launching out and everything kind of detonating below. I just realized the skull on Dutch's chest there is the Punisher skull. There you go. There you go. Reusing assets, you lazy bastards. Marvel, you. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much what he
0: is. I mean, that's (laughs) just—if you look at his panel, that's what he's doing. (laughs) Yes, and what I love that here too is like, touching back on kind of more of the internal monologue. You know, we we have Romeo kind of thinking, and this time instead of jumping into hell, we bring a little of it with us. Yeah, okay. These like cliche badass, which lines. is awesome. And I love this portion because it just gives us those one liners that we loved in CE through three about kind of the not chatty chief. Mm-hmm. You know, things like permission to leave. You know, the this- ship, sir, or station, sir. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Why?" And he's like. Give
2: the Covenant back their bomb. That's exactly how it sounds and says it. Way to go. Bomb. <laughs> bomb. Yeah, that's exactly it. Grade A fucking then impression then goes, bah, 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 bah. here. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> See? I got them
2: all. Just hire me as a voice actor and musician. Boom. <laughs> all in one. But yeah, but yeah, there is that contrast of like, Romeo is saying a lot of this shit versus, you know, maybe Chief does have this inner monologue. We just don't know about it. And we've learned a little bit about it in the books. Hmm. Um. nothing kind of
0: like as in my opinion as badassery as like these one-liners we get in the comics with it but I think we still get that kind of like badassery kind of marine military kind of ideas with it because mm-hmm. as we've learned from like most of the Spartans Chief is kind of the one that has like the least personality yeah he, he's, he, he's
2: all business mm-hmm. yeah all business uh, no party in the back <laughs> he's, he's a reverse <laughs> mullet <laughs> he's a full he's the full opposite of a mullet so a regular haircut he's a hullet (laughs) so yeah so we go back to our to our odst and they they fall into this building or this this research facility and land straight on their backs and are woken up by a grunt who has a charged plasma pistol in his face it's romeo who does but this time we see that it's Dutch who actually saves Romeo this time while we in turn again, Romeo saves Dutch. And then this is where we then discover where all those civilians are because they're they're in the background just watching all this go down. Mm-hmm. And this is where this is a new element that's introduced within the Halo lore that I love that we'll talk about it again at the end. but it's a fact that, They saw all these civilians and they saw that to get to the knowing, it's booby trapped like hell. Mm -hmm. So they said, "Okay, we're going to kidnap all these humans and we're going to send them down there and just keep triggering all of the booby traps until there's no more so we can get to the knowing. And at this point, I believe they already know as well
0: that the knowing being a forerunner artifact or structure, kind of whatever we're going
2: to figure out that it is. It needs a human's touch Mm -hmm. to activate. Yeah, so they're like, basically, the the humans are now cannon fodder. They're Mm -hmm. even valuing them above grunts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we're learning this, we meet that same woman that we saw in the
0: first panels who kind of sent the SOS Mayday out. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's kind of relaying this. Like, they're below. They're having us dig, and now they're having us booby trap. so we don't really know who's left because...
2: Like people just keep dying randomly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it shows this elite trying to force these humans into this, this booby trap tunnel. And this human is just trying to basically say, like, listen, how how long is this going to keep going? How long do you want us to keep digging before we all die? Yeah, And, and what are we even looking for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this elite puts a carbine in his face. And it was like, you know what? Just kill me. Kill me because it's better than going in there and dying through a booby trap. Mm-hmm. And just then, and this is interesting. So we see this mini version of the bomb from Halo Two that Chief delivers come in. And by the way, it's never been established what this is, but it's it's very very obvious that Peter just pulled this from Halo Two and just made a small version of it. One hundred percent. Yeah. And so you see that come in, and all of a sudden, like the the uh, the all the grunts run away from it, and then they all get shot and killed. I believe it's actually, I believe it's uh, like laser beams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They they yeah they run. It's like Resident and, Evil style. Like they run into the booby traps, which are laser beams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they the uh, is a Romeo talks about. He's like, well, this is jumping a little ahead. They didn't actually ignite the bomb or start it. They just threw the bomb in there. Yeah,
0: because they're they're like we don't really know how to do it, so let's just. Scare Scare them. them. Yes, yeah. they did. Because then you have like the elites kind of freaking out about it. So Dutch takes that opportunity to charge the elite, just do like a shoulder charge, and then pushes him back into that laser beam, slicing him up and killing him as well.
2: Badass. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they send all the civilians back and they're like, We need to know what's going on here. We're gonna get through here. Like there's mm-hmm. we need to know.
0: We have to know. I mean it's it's part of our protocol. We mm-hmm. have to know what's going on.
2: Yeah, so they do this this buddy system where their feet are against the The walls of the hallway and their backs are against each other. Arms locked. And yeah, everything. and they're crawling, they're, they're side-crawling to the door that's been booby-trapped. And then you see they use an overcharged plasma to open the door, which, that's a shitty door. Yeah, it just melts in that one blast. Cause, cause yeah, they're, they're... I wish that's how it worked in all Halo games. Oh, yeah. Just kind of go wherever you want. <laughs> Wait, we'll see. Infinite 343, if you are listening. Give us doors. Give Give us so many doors. (laughs) Yeah, so you then they're in this kind of forerunner ish looking room.
0: It's kind of dark.
2: It's it's like a forerunner tech room. Like, we're not good at describing rooms that were made by the forerunners. Yes, it's imagine any forerunner thing you've ever seen. That's where we are. That's where we're at. And this is where we meet the knowing and i i like it says you know greetings humans and it first identifies the language and they're like uh hi greetings and it's like you have questions well yeah and he's like well i have not but answers like it, it's there it, it's called knowing so i'm i'm assuming the first thing it's going to do is answer shit yeah I mean, i'm assuming it's just a big old wikipedia i also like it first says i said greetings is your species bereft of courtesy yeah i love that like this thing is like well oh humans you're oh you're primordial
0: you're not even saying hello back pricks yeah
2: yeah and so we we realize that this thing is this thing is a just a data source for the forerunners yeah it's it's kind of imagine like 343 guilty spark but mm-hmm. gigantic and like mounted in this chassis mm-hmm, yeah and it informs them like the, the covenant are looking for you because i have information on humanity as well with the locations of all the worlds and everything so basically If they find you guys, you guys are screwed. He says they'll reduce you to atoms. Mm -hmm. Oh, going back a little bit, it's like Halo Glados.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh yeah, Portal. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Took me a second. Took me a second. And there
0: actually is cake in this comic. Is that's there? not. That's a lie.
2: The case is a lie. I was, like, I was like, oh, I see what you did, you bastard, doing the jokes. Yeah, but yeah. So basically, or she, yeah, uh, the knowing says, you know, it can it can destroy you down to the last DNA strands, mm-hmm. emphasizing that it will wipe you guys F- off, the- fully wiped out. Yeah, the same type of deal that like because because he knows what the Halo rings will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. This is where Romeo and Dutch are having this debate now about what to do with this thing. They're like, Mm -hmm. we need to destroy this thing because even humans aren't going to know what to do with this. Like, we need to get rid of it because it's the best thing for humanity. Mm -hmm. And I love the analogy they said because they said we're supposed to report this. Like, that's our orders Mm -hmm. is to, to guard it, report it
0: and those things. But they compare it to what if you gave Caesar nukes?
2: Yeah. He wouldn't really know what to do with it, but when he did, he would destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. So they realize, like, we need to destroy this, and it's against orders, but tell no one about this. So they ask Knowing, or Halo Gladys, like, hey, um, can you self-destruct? And it's like, if that's what you want, you know, clearly I don't want to, but, you know, if it's in the best in- interest, then then I will cuz I like even Romeo apologizes he said I'm sorry but yes yes it is cuz is that your wish yeah cuz I love going back just a little bit he says no I have two last questions and he goes only two you are
0: very limited yeah and the first one's can you show us how to get out of here he's like if you wish and so when he goes to blow him up he said you know after he confirms yes I'm sorry but it is the knowing he says a wise decision for you unfortunate for me but your
2: primacy is established. You may reclaim this facility. Mm-hmm. Reclaimer, just on that one out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know we see what needs to be done, and then all of a sudden we see it shows the civilians who are on the surface talking to the sergeant major, and they're even trying to figure out like like uh, we're looking for a Dutch and a Romeo, and the civilians like he called him Rome's actually, but and there's like oh holy shit because that even confirms it yeah. even more like oh they're there so. As that's happening, these ODST learn like uh, we have a huge covenant force making their way towards us, and so they're like, "All right, let's like let's go out." Like I think they kind of realize like there's no way we're going to be able to defend ourselves. Yeah, we're brother. we're outnumbered a hundred to one. Well, let's make every shot count then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, badass going down with the ship. Mm-hmm. So as Romeo and Dutch are making their way off, Romeo has his his best moment of the comic. He fucking trips over a dead <laughs> grunt, which. Everyone does that. Twists his ankle. (laughs) Yeah, blows out his ankle. Have you ever known Tripped over a dead grunt? Yep. (laughs) No, to ever trip and twist their ankle? Yeah, I have. No, I haven't, so... I mean, I have personally.
0: Uh You've never twisted your ankle?
2: No. Do you do anything? No. (laughs) Were Were you a child at one point? No. Okay. I was inside playing Halo, so anyway, I can work on knowing shit for this podcast. One as day. as a man who is tall and played <laughs> basketball, twisted my ankle various times. I am short to the ground and not athletic. <laughs> you should know this. But yeah, so then we see that fireman's carry. He twists his ankle and he, you know, he says, "Keep going!" And Dutch picks him it's up like, says, like, like hell, like hell. And this is where we see a our little. Our, 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 very, very brief robot friend, I will mm-hmm. say. Our, our our Halo GLaDOS it's, starts to erupt. But size. Yes. Size because it's like, well, like One. the Reclaimer says, oh. yeah, the Reclaimer says this is what needs to happen and blows up in a blaze of glory. And we see all of a sudden the explosion happening while a Dutch is carrying Romeo. And we see that the ODST are like, oh shit, something just exploded underground. And then we see an unnamed prophet. Who's, who's doing this bullshit prophet thing. He's like, oh, he's holding this. He's like, the silent oracle, it has been taken from us and now we need to fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what,
0: they literally, it's kind of what happens. Yeah. Just, and they, they and leave. They, and they, they head out and, and before we see them head out, you see another bakum happen and it knocks a lot of the ODSTs and some civilians off their feet mm-hmm. and it creates this kind of crater. And he said, you know, give me give me a, a sit rep on the, what's happened to the covenant and mm-hmm. they're retreating they yeah. they they're just leaving they're not even glassing the planet they're
2: yeah they're like there there's like no humans here or there's such a small amount it's not, it's not worth wasting the resources yeah so they're like and our assets now gone we're leaving we're out of here mm-hmm. and that's when all of a sudden from like kind of this this explosion site romeo and dutch crawl out of this site it's yes, yeah. a hole in the ground, and it's and
0: with once again typical Romeo fashion, you know, he's like coughing up, like he's like
2: a goo and uh, miles uh reporting for duty, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause, and he says, you know, told you we didn't need any Spartans to Dutch because I think Dutch at one point made a comment like could have use some Spartans right now, yeah. But, and then you know, he's like, we didn't need Spartans because I'm gonna trip over this fucking ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would have happened if Mass Chief done that. Went to when it twists his ankle. <laughs> nope. And yeah. So then it's back on that ODST ship. And so Romeo's in the hospital with his twisted ankle and he's talking to Dutch. And Dutch is basically saying, like, no, I, I, I'm not going to transfer. I'm staying here with you. And then Romeo's like, well, I was actually going to transfer out with you. Like, and so they're both kind of like having this argument about like, Who's gonna do what? So they finally do a game of rock paper scissors to decide: Are they gonna stay as Odst or are they gonna transfer to teach at this academy? Mm-hmm. And and that's that's it. Yeah, it's it's such a such an awesome panel to end on because once again,
0: it reaffirms that friendship, even with mm-hmm. like that kind of kid like rock paper scissors mm-hmm. kind of mentality of like, and 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 then like the the miscommunication, but then it, like it turns into like a, just a great thing of like. All right, let's just play rock paper scissors for it.
2: Yeah, let's just do that. You know, simple way. If if you win, we go to desk jobs. If I win, we stay in the field. Like, let's Mm -hmm. see how it goes. Yeah, I I think at one point they even ended up best two out of three. Yeah, but yeah, that that was the comic, and I think you know, even when I showed up to the studio today, one of the first things you said was, "This is my favorite one I've read yet." I I think it is. Like, I I love the art styles
0: of the previous ones, and I think Mm -hmm. thus far, there's not truly been a story I haven't liked. I forget which comic it was,, you mean but disliked, was, yeah, I forget which one I liked, you know, yeah, which one <laughs> I disliked um, I forget which one it was, but it was um one of the first ones we had it was i was a Japanese writer or Japanese illustrator who
2: was that the the uh, John uh, Johnson story,
0: yeah, the Johnson yeah. story, uh uh-huh. absolutely
2: love the art in that one, and I love mm-hmm. the stories just told through panels mm mm-hmm. this. And, lo- are you saying this one did a good job of that?
0: I think it did a good job of of being beautiful art. It's mm-hmm. a great story. And I, it, it kind of gave me a little bit of everything I wanted. And it's a story that wasn't
2: or didn't have to be told at all. No. this It, it really did nothing even for ODST. Spoiler no. alert. It It just gave a teaser for people for the game.
0: It didn't really add or subtract anything from the Halo universe itself or Halo lore. Mm-hmm. But it did give you an idea into... Um, the characters that we would, you know, foresee very soon.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it was, it was uh, again, a treat, something we didn't need, but we got, and I think, you know, I love when we get those things within the Halo universe. So now that we're done with the comic and the summary, let's move on to publication history. I think this would be the first comic that wasn't kind of fucked up with release. Like it was released on time. So issue one was released July 22nd, 2009 issue two, August 26, 2009, Issue 3, September 26, 2009, Issue 4, October 28, 2009, and Issue 5 was released November twenty fifth, 2009. So everything just laid out. They said these are when they need to get released, and it got released. So yeah. first time for everything, came out beautifully when they should have. And, we, well, and then let's move on to the release versions. So you had the standard paperback issues 1 through 5. You also had a hardback edition that had all five issues in it. Then, finally, you had the Halo Oversized Collection, which is a collection of Halo graphic novels released through Marvel Comics containing Uprising, Bloodline, and Helljumper. Uh, I, I know the uh, the first one, the graphic novel, wasn't released in that because that's its own it's little its own, baby. Yeah, and it's its own mishmash of stories. Mm-hmm, yeah. So now let's move on to what does this do for the lore? And as I kind of said before— Technically, nothing. But little things, little things. Mm-hmm. Like we had the introduction of Dutch and Romeo, so mm-hmm. two characters. We also had an introduction to the knowing and, you know, kind of the exit interview with the knowing because yeah. it nothing really got established. And then it saw that, you know, the Covenant are willing to use humans over grunts as cannon fodder.
0: Yeah, that that at, because at this point, too, this to me seems more of like an exploratory source from the covenant mm-hmm. they're obviously coming for a relic so yeah. they're they're there for that but it was such a small human presence mm-hmm. that i think they wouldn't really have the needs for those grunts like yeah they have these humans and it's the first time we, we haven't seen a full slaughter
2: mm-hmm. yeah that they actually use them instead of just fully killing them mm-hmm. yeah and there's no military presence on there either no so like they didn't need it was all researchers mm-hmm. was nothing that they could really do Yeah, so now let's move on to the general reaction of this. So, like the Cole Protocol, Helljumper would fall through the cracks when it came to immediate must-reads for any new Halo fan, considering it would be a one-off story not truly contributing to the main story of Halo. With that being said, Helljumper would be a welcome addition to the lore from Halo fans, and a glimpse into some characters from the upcoming game, Halo 3 ODST, which, when it was first released... I think it was still roughly in recon mode. I could be wrong. Yeah. But yeah, so overall, some some reviews I found online. IGN gave it a 7.8 out of 10. Goodreads gave it a 4.2 out of 5. Amazon, you'd get a 4 out of 5. Comic Book Roundup would give it a 7.9 out of 10. And just because I was desperate to find some more reviews, Miradon Games gave it an 8 out of 10. There you go. There you go. Well, that's the thing. is, I... Going on to kind of what we think of it. I'm jumping ahead
0: a little bit. I'm excited about this one. Go for it. Go for it. Hit me with it. Um, I, I thought overall it's it's a great story. It's two characters obviously you and I already knew. Mm-hmm. So we kind of already knew a little bit of their demeanor from the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you kind of already are seeing that. So I think the author and the illustrator and everyone did amazing on kind of telling that relationship and telling kind of who those characters were mm-hmm. without ever hearing their voice, kind of seeing how they interacted, all of those things and just telling such a cool badass story of showing that well especially especially for marketing that you might not need the master chief mhm i think that's one of the big things that comes across is like and even say it we don't need spartans
2: yeah like that said like we don't need spartans to to do this battle or carry a video game exactly that that was implied what? and it's true <laughs> halo odst as far as game spinoffs, it's one of
0: the most successful that gets rid of a main character and still does well. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's the same kind of gameplay aspects. So it's like you're changing a game up, mm-hmm. but I think this really led into it and just kind of said F you to
2: it, mm-hmm. but in a good way with it. I, I just yeah. think it was done really well. Yeah, well, for for me, I think again we got some insight into those characters. It was written very well. You had a very seasoned writer mm-hmm. on this. And if you go to his his website, Peter David, it's just a laundry list of shit he does. You can scroll, and I know this sounds like not a long time, but you can scroll for a few minutes of everything he's done. Yeah. Like whether it's some individual issues, books, everything like that. You know, with that being said... And this isn't uh, so much as a complaint as you can see, kind of that miscommunication, like or not miscommunication, but lack of communication with publishers and Bungie and mm-hmm. Microsoft is like we never really see this kind of relationship explored in ODST. Yeah, they they talk very rarely, and even a scene where in ODST if you haven't played it, spoiler, skip ahead a minute, where Odie or where Romeo takes that that gravity hammer to the chest like Mm -hmm. we don't see Dutch react the way he does elsewhere no and and you even brought this up before with kind of a discretion of it never is he
0: really called Rome's yeah or is there a personal relationship established in the game
2: yeah because literally 10 seconds into the cutscene of the the first mission he calls him Romeo yeah so I don't know uh you know how much of this was probably some liberties taken by Peter David Probably some, and there was kind of that that disconnect, like, uh, who knows, maybe Joe Joe Staten and Marty and and Paul didn't see that, you know, how this was actually coming out. So by the time they had a lot of stuff established for ODST Mm -hmm. and you saw a little bit of inconsistencies. I know there are people out there who have complained about that. I saw a few forums, but I I don't think that's a a real complaint. I think that's just, you know, if you want to nitpick. But even so, going back, like you said, neither you or I read this. Mm-hmm.
0: When we were growing up, playing these games, yeah. So when you just knew Romeo, it's Romeo,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: it makes it easier too. Because let's say you're playing the game, and then you hear Rome, Rome's Romo, Romeo. You're like, I think that's all the same guy. Yeah. I like think. so. So I. Th- Does he have kids? following <laughs> What
2: the fuck's <laughs> yeah. going on here?
0: Yeah. So, so I think, I think I'm fine with the game doing that if we could get more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we could get like backstories and more characters and just more. Interesting aspects that, once again, don't have to be fully part of Halo canon, Halo universe to change it, like Mm -hmm. to like make it impactful, but to give more of a personal relationship to invest in the characters. Yeah, like I'm I'm much more invested in these two guys now than I am pretty much everything else in ODST. Yeah, except for obviously the rookie. But
2: yeah, yeah. With with that being said, I want to give it a big old four point five out of five. That's pretty
0: good. I would give it um, probably the strength of the random Scotch tape. Um, out of 10 okay so that's it's, like a 15 that's uh, up there yeah because that, that scotch tape does it i mean that's that's holding to uh, uh that holds to grunt triangle backs that holds to <laughs> random rocks i mean find me tape that's
2: better than that you can't not, not at least not with the odst have i can't exactly. tell if it's name brand or something different you have duct tape who has now that scotch tape you have gorilla brand who's kind of been doing their own thing lately it's up in the air never know. We'll never we'll know. Yeah, with that being said, that is hell jumper. This this was a treat. I I was really glad that we did this and I'm glad that we're telling people about this because we've had people, you know, say they never knew this existed. Yeah. So it's really cool bringing this to the attention that it deserves. With that being said, we are going to be covering Halo 3 ODST in our next episode. Mm -hmm. So by the time you hear this, wait two weeks. That one's been a fun one. I cannot wait to do that. We will also have a giveaway around that. It won't be one of our traditional ones, but we will still be giving you some Halo... A fun one. It'll be some Halo 3 ODST swag. I yeah. mean, we're, we're excited for it. I,
0: Jesse and I have been working a lot for merch and for all this other stuff, so we're kind of combining ideas on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys will see soon.
2: Having a, a comic like this to kind of do some marketing for Halo 3 ODST, I think was really phenomenal, and I'm glad they did. And if, if you haven't checked this out yet, you should absolutely do it. You can find a hardback edition for... Anywhere from 15 to 20 on Amazon or eBay. Well,
0: and I'd recommend too, like if, if you can find the oversized one, do that because mm-hmm. you're going to be ahead of
2: us at that point. Oh, uh, don't you do that. Don't you get ahead of us. But I recommend it because then you can just buy them all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of cool. You know, buy, buy the graphic novel and then the oversized collection, and you'll have all the graphic novels that were released from Microsoft through Marvel for Halo. And as we come to a close here, I want to thank you guys again for listening been a blast this
0: one was fun and it couldn't be done without our awesome patrons Mm -hmm. so i just want to give a shout out to our patreon we've got some awesome stuff coming we've got new designs coming to our prints that we have going out you can check those out monthly as we go um bonus episodes we're going to record that post show now Mm -hmm. a lot of cool stuff one thing i'll spoil a little bit is we're going to have a little special guest for our patrons Come next bonus episode. Yeah. So, so if you want an early access to that, you could sign up. Yeah. So, we'll have that, but it'll come out to you uh, a couple months from now. By the way, just want to go ahead and thank our very awesome patrons. We have Sean O'Keefe, Tactics, Francis, Charles Zitter, Angry Canadian, Baby Z, Slam Duncan 87, Skyjack, Vexter, and Harvey Chong. Y'all are MVPs and we appreciate it. As always. Yeah, it's been great. And one little plug, too. As always, we have our U.S. and U.K. store. Mm-hmm. We currently have our logo with uh, our blessed whale, Frank on the back. Blessed bee. Um, and plenty of other stuff. I have way too many options for it right now. Get yourself an apron or a dog blanket or some stupid thing they can put on there. <laughs> Either way, we're going to have some more designs coming up as the year ends mm-hmm. and as we get closer to Christmas. So you want to give that boo something sweet. Mm -hmm. got something for you
2: and even if if you're your own boo that's fine treat yourself I'm gonna treat treat myself exactly Uh, but yeah thank you guys I I really
0: appreciate it I know I joke about a lot of this but it helps Jesse and I be able to run this podcast Mm -hmm. and do
2: all the fun stuff we do yeah and then you know as long as we have a discord we have a Facebook we have a YouTube Twitter Instagram we have everything you know you can subscribe to us on iTunes leave us a nice five star review because that always helps go fuck you like give us a one star. <laughs> Whatever you want. But yeah, you know, especially join our Discord. It's it's becoming more and more active every day, mm-hmm. which is really cool to see. And it's a great way to get a hold of us if you ever have any questions or anything like that.
0: Yeah, feel free to reach out. I mean, you can reach out to us on any of our channels, but Discord, we're checking minutely.
2: Yeah, essentially, yeah. I mean, we're, we're there, but yeah. yeah. With that being said, I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast.
1: No, I think we're just getting started.